to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade. You know it. Come on now. It's an honor and privilege that you have taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey we call life. Listen, on this roller coaster ride right now, of life right now, listen, you could be doing anything right now. I don't take that for granted whatsoever. Uh, I just want to say how much I appreciate you, how much uh, I appreciate those that uh, have been walking with me for a while now. Uh, we've been doing this thing uh, since March, uh, since everything with the pandemic and everything has hit. And I appreciate all your love and, and your support. And then for those of those joining us for the very first time, listen, I don't take that lightly either. Uh, there's so many conversations you could be joining right now. Uh, and you took the time out to join this conversation. You know, uh, we have uh, this podcast and this conversation is being heard uh, around in different countries uh, right now. And so uh, wherever you're joining us from, uh, I just want to say I appreciate you. Uh, I love you, even though I don't, don't, I don't know you, because you know what? I got to love you. If we're talking about how to treat one another, absolutely I have to love you. So, And not because I have to, is because I get to. And so let me let you know what this is the day is all about with Pastor Wade. Uh, we like discussing various topics that the church body does not talk about on a Sunday. Don't get me started right now. We ain't talking about really nothing. We're Zooming everything right now, everywhere, online, this line, that line. Oh my God, don't get me started on that. Uh, also at a Bible study or shut down from talking about it altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what you think, feel, or believe, without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid and we can have a conversation freely here on This is the Day with Pastor Wade. And you know it. What's going on? That Marvin Gaye song right now. We got so much going on right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm rubbing my head right now because it's just giving me a headache. I mean, people are at each other's throats. Uh, you know, there's division uh, everywhere. You know, everybody, you know, talking about COVID this, COVID that, but uh, fail to see, especially the church, fail to see that the real virus is hatred and division uh, right now at this point. I'm tired of talking about no mass, mass, no mass, and all that kind of stuff. And we're, we're really missing uh, the big picture here uh, because everything that's going on is about separation, about division, keeping everyone apart, um, you, especially with all the social injustice uh, that's going on, just the lack of respect. Uh, that people have for one another. Is that an all-time high? The church is paralyzed right now. I mean, the church is more scared. Uh, I'm talking about disciples of Christ. No, I wouldn't even say disciples of Christ. Religious folk are more scared right now. You know, the ones that, the holy ones of Israel, the ones that have been walking with Jesus for like 50, 80, 90 years, uh, they more scared than anybody. I'm like, all the scriptures that uh, uh, we jump and scream and holler about, you know, the church jargon that we use. Yeah, as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, woo, we should fear no evil, as long as we got our mask on, you know, because that's the new scripture right now. You know, so there's a lot of things going on right now that are just upsetting. And I know for a fact, without a shadow of a doubt, that studying and reading and having a relationship with God, I know he's not pleased. 
at all. Because you know why? No matter what the challenges are uh, happening in the world, it's affecting how we treat one another. And he is not happy. How do you love the Lord whom you don't see? And you don't love your neighbor who you do see. The love right now, right? Oh, hearts are growing cold. It is such a, a disheartening thing. I told y'all already. I don't even know if I want to walk back into a church. Oh, listen, and I'm, I'm a pastor on staff. I don't even know if I want to walk back into church. Listen, I'm gonna have to have a may have to have a hard conversation with my pastor and my elder because I'm like, listen, I can't I can't keep doing this. I might as well do a forever Bible study in my house because I need real believers, real people behind me. You know what I'm saying? Around me because all this the fear factor that's going on in the world right now, I just can't do it. And I'm definitely not going back to church. You talking about mask and all that kind of stuff? Not doing it. If I can't worship the Lord freely, just like you can wear your mask or not wear your mask freely, I'm not going to do it. I should be able to have a choice. And so if we can't do that, if we can't reason together, listen, I don't know if I'm going to do this, y'all, because I need people that uh, love the Lord for real. And then go and then I can see it and how they love and treat me. That is the measuring stick on if you love the Lord. People can say it all day as much as they want to. They blew in the face. But if you don't experience love from them, if love is an expression, y'all, it's not words. It's an expression for God so loved the world that he gave. See, love caused him to give. Oh, man, listen, I'm already in trouble. And you know what? I don't care because we're going to close this uh uh, episode out, this this uh, teaching out, this conversation of how to treat one another. This is episode 15. Listen, if you haven't heard all other 14 before this, listen, you need to go back and listen to all of them because it is so paramount in this day and age, in this climate, in this dispensation right now, because we are about to move towards the end time. And I know some people are like, well, I've been hearing that all my life. You know, end time, my mama and my grandmama used to talk about God. God's coming back soon. Listen, it is more evident today if you if you look than ever before. That we are one day closer. I mean, people are not, people over here arguing about the coronavirus, stuff like that. They're not looking at, at uh, the different peace agreements, the accords that are happening uh, in Israel right now. And we know, uh, based on Revelation, that uh, the abomination of desolation or uh, the peace treaty that is supposed to happen is very paramount and critical. It's like a countdown uh, to uh, the Antichrist revealing himself. And I'm telling you, it's getting close. It's getting close, but nobody wanted to look at that part. Everybody want to uh, argue about uh, little petty stuff like this. And if I see one more person uh, put on their Facebook, Instagram, oh, COVID is real, but uh, definitely can't put Jesus is real. I don't even want to hear it. Listen, we put more. I want people. This is a test for everybody. Go down your timeline, especially on your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you use. Go down your timeline since March since where the quarantine happened, since when the pandemic hit. And mark on there and count how many times. Do it, record, examine yourself, see where you stand. Record how many times that you mentioned COVID, Black Lives Matter, or said something that was not encouraging versus anything versus is Jesus real, an encouraging word, anything about God. And I guarantee you the negative stuff, COVID, all that would win every single time. I guarantee you, most of the time, if everybody was to do that. I saw somebody right on the other, yesterday, uh, they were, something happened to uh, their, uh, their daughter and, uh, you know, they were having uh, after effects, quote unquote, from the coronavirus. Uh, and so they were in a hospital and then uh, 
once again, I saw the phrase, this thing is real, y'all. But when I look back at it, nobody says God is real or Jesus is real or God is above all. Not really too many people say that because we put more energy in what's going on in the challenges versus the one who can overcome everything, who's already overcome the world. Listen, uh, we, we, we're talking about church meetings, and the first thing leaders talk about as soon as they get on the Zoom is, I got my COVID test. What? Not praise the Lord, good to see you. I got my COVID test. Who cares if you got your COVID test? Whatever is between you and your doctor is your business. Nobody needs to know that. That's why I respect Chadwick Bozeman. Listen, God rest his soul. God rest. May he rest in power in paradise. But what I love about it is he went through four years of colon cancer and only his inner circle knew it. And he filmed four movies at 14 hours a day and basically was going through chemotherapy at the same time. He got secretly married at the same time and nobody knew. That's why when the news came out, we were all shocked. But we can't even hold stuff like that because we want to be seen. We, we want to look make the challenge bigger than who our God is. And I respect and love him even more. I know he gave us Black Panther. He gave us the Five Bloods. He gave us Marshall. He, he gave us so many. The Jackie Robinson story, he gave us a lot. But I respect him for doing that because that is a, an example we all should take a look at. But listen, everybody keeps screaming Wakanda forever. But listen, look at uh, his lifestyle. That shit would really affect you. Oh, my God. I'm in so much trouble right now, but I do not care. Let's review for those that joined us for the very first time. Uh, let's review episode 14 before we get into this last episode 15. Y'all, I'm telling you, th this is it for this series. I could keep going on and on, but listen, uh, we're about to go into another um, uh, series. Uh, I've heard some of your opinions. I'm debating on which way we go. I'm letting the Lord lead me uh, on that. Uh, because it's going to be definitely something that is dealing with what we're dealing with right now because this is not going anyway, in, anywhere anytime soon. Even when the government and everybody stops testing for COVID, which they're about to do, because people have been indoctrinated for so long, they're going to be asking for it. And then guess what, the, what you have just done? You have created a new stream of income for the medical profession. So people are now going to be asking, and it's not going to be including your, and your uh, whatever kind of medical plan you're and you're going to be asking for it, and they're going to charge you about $250 to $300 a pop. But remember you heard it here first, because that's going to happen, because they're about to tell, even the governor just said they were going to stop te telling hospitals to stop testing for COVID because they said we have a handle on it. Because you can't keep testing, pe retesting people over and over again. So what, what they're going to do, they're going to uh, make you pay for it, and they're going to charge you a good premium for it. And the news is going to stop talking about it, because guess what? Everybody else is going to talk about it. And nobody, the thing about it is, nobody still talks about the flu, but the flu is worse than that. The cancer is worse than that. Heart disease is worse than that. HIV or full-blown AIDS is worse than that. Don't get me started, y'all. All right. We said our caution. We said warning against a license. You know a license to do whatever you please. Uh, we said philosophy of license always results in non-loving, non selfish exploitation that ignores uh, the needs of one another and acts in ways that are harmful to the body of Christ and God's purpose for the church. So to this end, the apostle wrote in Galatians 5, 13 through 26, we also talked about our commandment to serve 
one another by love. We said love fulfills the law. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So Jesus came to fulfill the law. So all my religious people out there, you know, they always want to quote, you know, uh, uh, follow laws of the land. And Jesus said, uh, uh, obey your government. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, all I know is he blatantly, every single time in his ministry, made sure he did the exact opposite of what the Pharisees and scribes wanted to do. He did the exact opposite. Whatever the law was, he did the exact opposite. Not maliciously, not breaking any laws, but he was. his point was, I came to fulfill the law. And so also, when you talk about Galatians 13, uh, 5, 13 through 15, for you were called to freedom, brethren. Remember I said brethren. We are all brethren, uh, whether you're in the body of Christ or not. I know we like to say, oh, no, it's only talking about believers and followers. Well, let me give you a new perspective on that. Brethren, when you talk about it, it must be sharing a, a commonality, belief, or something in common that we have. Well, here's the good news. Let me tell you about that word brethren. Uh, everybody that's born of a woman in this world is a spirit, lives in a body, and has a soul, which is a mind. So therefore, we have that one universal thing in common, which is, makes us all brethren. We all bleed the same. We are made the same. Uh, even though men and women have uh, 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 different functions as some of their body parts, listen, we all have the same thing, and it makes us brethren. So, and it says, only do not turn uh, your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word in this statement. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Oh my God. Somebody need to hashtag that, repeat that. Won't somebody put that on their Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter right now, and just keep putting that every day. What if everybody put that message out every day? Love your neighbor as yourself. Versus how many times you put COVID on there, or Black Lives Matter on there, or this election on there. What if you put love your neighbor as yourself on your Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter every day? What kind of message would you be sending out? Don't get me started, y'all. I'm on fire already, and I'm only in the review. Also, verse 15 said, but if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. We also said love uh, from within through the ministry of the spirit with scripture as our guide for how love acts fulfills the law. We also said consequences to avoid that carnal Christian, that cannibalism, which means when we do not serve one another, we invariably end up devouring one another. You see what I'm saying? We are devouring each other right now, ladies and gentlemen. Can you see that? I'll wait. Just take a look right now, wherever you are. Matter of fact, what are you watching right now? If, you, if you're trying to listen to this and watch TV right now, uh, have you uh, got into your word today? Have you uh, read something that was encouraging, inspiring today? Uh, have you told somebody that you love them today instead of uh, about COVID today? Uh, oh, boy. I'm just saying. Make somebody wrong or feel bad because they don't believe what you believe. We're devouring each other. But this is the alternative. It seems there is ultimately no neutrality. Either we live for others or we live for self. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, there's a choice that has to be made. Either we're going to live for others or live for self. Now, I get it. Your first ministry is always to take care of your family. That's your first ministry. Uh, even before going to a quote-unquote church and doing a building, all that, your first ministry is your family. But then after that, it is time to be an extension of God's hands to others. We're supposed to love one another and serve one another. Also, 
oh, did somebody get mad at me? Also, our confidence, which is God's provision of the Spirit. Herein lies the secret. Not through the terrors of the law, but through the personal ministry of the Holy Spirit will victory over the flesh or the sinful nature be experienced. We also said the command. We said walk, quote unquote, I'm holding them up in the air for you. Walk by means of the Spirit and Quote, unquote, walk is an imperative or is it a command? It, though not under the law, we are not without responsibility of right choices as a command. It also implies the ability to do so. In the Greek text, the tense is present continuous uh, action pointing to the need to walk moment by moment, step by step, independence upon the spirit. And quote, unquote, by the spirit points to the Holy Spirit as the agent and means and thus strength uh, by which we are all to live our lives. We also talked about the promise. The promise, quote, unquote, and you will not carry out the lust of the flesh. And then, quote, unquote, will not is a strong negative of denial meaning not at all, or care, and then also it means carry out, which is teleo. And I said teleo is T-E-L-E-O. In the Greek meaning, bring to an end, finish, bring to fruition, or perform, accomplish, or carry out. Quote, unquote, the lust of the flesh refers to the problem we all face of the continued activity of the sinful nature. The propensity for sin that continues to exist even in the life of the saved. While we are never entirely free in this life from the evil desires that stem from our fallen human nature, we can experience victory over them in the Holy Spirit. Also, furthermore, we said also our conflict, our conflict, the struggle between the flesh and the spirit. We said Galatians 5, 17, for the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, for these are in opposition to one another, so that you may do not do the things that you please. Listen, you know, everybody want to be the boss, but they don't want to uh, pay the cost to be the boss. Everybody want to do whatever they want, including treating others uh, how they want to treat them versus how God wants you to treat them. Also, we talked about our conquest, which is deliverance uh, from the law through the spirit. We said Galatians 5.18, if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Again, this does not mean Christians are without responsibilities and imperatives to obey. The Lord said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. The point is we have a new means of living. Just as justification is not by the works of the law, so sanctification cannot be achieved by human effort. The believer is not spiritual because he keeps a set of principles or imperatives. He keeps the imperatives of scripture because he is spiritual. We got people just uh, want to keep the scripture because they're legalistic, but they're not spiritual. They claim to be spiritual, but you can see in the way they act, they're acting out of uh, a lot of fear. Right now, they're uh, reacting to a lot of things that they heard. They're not getting full understanding of what's going on. They're not actually looking past to what's in front of their face and looking at the bigger picture. They have tunnel vision right now. And that's affecting how uh, they love one another, how they serve one another right now. But I'm going to leave that alone. To be under the law is to be under the authority as a rule of life and thus to try to keep it as a means of sanctification. We also said two characterizations. We said the work of the flesh versus the fruit of the spirit. We said one of the contrasts uh, or means means flesh versus spirit. One or the other is dominant. Listen, one or the other is going to control you. 
like uh, uh, you go, there's two masters. You're going to serve one. Like you can't serve God and mammon. But uh, just like with the flesh or the spirit, listen, one is going to rule your life and dominate, as my man Yoda would say, and dominate your destiny. For, if you forever go down the dark side, forever will you go dominate your destiny. Listen, so if you go down the flesh uh, uh, and stay there, it's going to dominate your destiny. If you operate in the fruits of the spirit, that will eventually dominate your destiny. So the choice is really up to yours, up to you. So also we said contrast to the results or the effects. Works points out, points to human resources versus fruit. Points to inner life and the result of nurturing uh, the spiritual life and divine resources. We also said the third contrast of characteristics and blessings. We said the works of the flesh, which you find in Galatians 5, 19 through 21. These form three categories, which are, however, only a small illustration of the activities of the flesh. Uh, we said they're broken down into three categories. Now, listen, remember this, for those that have uh, that uh, listened to this before or were in the conversation before, for those that are new, we said that's why you should go back and listen to episode 14. Uh, we said uh, the works of the flesh are broken down into three categories. The first category is sensual sins, which is immorality, impurity, and sensuality. Then we also said drunkenness and carousing. Then the second category that is broken down to is uh, superstitious or religious sins. We got a lot of that going. Idolatry and sorcery. Then social sins. Oh my goodness. And this is where most of the world lies right at this moment, including the church. Because a lot of what is going on uh, in the body of Christ is in these social sins. Get it? Social distancing. But I'm going to leave that alone because, yes, I agree with anybody that says social distancing is not of Christ, because anybody that says social distancing is of Christ, you know nothing about Jesus' ministry. And I double-dog dare you to try to look into Scripture and say and try to prove that to me by Scripture. And you can't. And if you can, reach me at Real Pastor Wade. That's W. A-I-D on my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I guarantee you, you won't be able to prove that to me, and especially through scripture with your legalistic self. <laughs> so social sins are enmities. I uh, got a lot of that. Strife. Uh, definitely got a lot of that going on in the church right now. Jealousy. Outbursts of anger. Ooh, woosah, woosah. A lot of people anger right now. A lot of outbursts right now. Lack of self-control. Disputes. My God goodness right now. We don't even have to go to the world for disputes right now. Let's walk into a church building. Oh, that's right. We can't walk into a church building right now. Nobody wants to meet except for guys like John MacArthur, who people are calling nuts just because people are asking for it. And all he's doing is trying to film the service to go online like everybody else. But yet he, people just still come to see. And then he goes, oh, well, if they're going to still come, then I'm going to set up a also do my part. I'm going to set up a place where if they want to social distance and wear a mask, they can do that. He did that for them, but did not turn them away from hearing the word, which is what he was called to do. Don't get me started, y'all. Also, dissensions. Woo! Factions have definitely formed. You can see that in the mask, no mask. Envying. This by far makes up the largest category with the most of these involving the heart and mind and man's relationship with people. We also said the fruit of the spirit. Fruit is singular, which suggests that these nine qualities form a unity. When one is missing, the whole is spoiled. Uh, these categories form this. 
uh, conditions of the mind or mental attitudes which form the foundation or the soul of others, which is love, joy, and peace. We also said actions toward others involving our relationships uh, with man, which is patience, kindness, and goodness. We also said the qualities in relationships self which affect us in our relationship toward God and others and self is faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So if you want to know somebody and have the evidence of the fruit of the Spirit, if, they are, if you're not experiencing love, this is how you treat one another, they should also be showing these characteristics or you should be experiencing these things from them. And this is how you know if somebody really loves the Lord and not just talk, ladies and gentlemen. Are you experiencing love from them? Joy from them. Peace from them. Patience from them, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And I'm talking about do you experience love and joy from them even in the middle of a pandemic? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in the middle of a pandemic, are you experiencing that from them? Because that right now has been wiped out right now. A lot of people are not experiencing that. Matter of fact, you only can experience that in small groups. Like right now, some of the people that come over my house and we talk and, and, and we fellowship is because uh, they understand and need that connection. Like they're tired of being in the house. Like, listen, whatever it is out there, let it be. But right now, connection is more important right now. Because also, too, the power is in healing, and the power of healing is in touch. And as you heard me say before, the, the unfortunate thing right now, there are people with gifts of healing that are anointed to heal right now and won't do it because they're scared. They won't use their gift. Now, if God has given you the anointing, the power of healing, that he can use you through that, don't you think he would protect you from anything that if you're healing somebody from? Don't get me started. Let's move on. I'm so in trouble. But listen, it is what it is, y'all. I'm only can do what I, I'm called to do. And listen, I'm, my job uh, is to basically give it to you. Uh, like God said, today I set before you life and death. You choose. Listen, I'm only giving you the information. You choose. Whatever Pastor Wade said, the Pastor Wade ain't always right. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm a man just like everybody else. Uh, I, 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 I have successes. I have failures. So listen, I'm not the ultimate authority. You know, you got Bishop Tutu and all the twos out there. You got the, the evangelists, the apostles and all that. Listen, there's people that have been in the word, quote unquote, longer than I have. Listen, listen, I would not tell you I'm the final authority at all. But what I will tell you is one thing that I do get about a God about God is he's fair. One thing I do get about God is uh, he's very big on how you treat your neighbor because that is his measuring stick if you really love him. So I'm really big on those things. And a lot of people that are supposed to be in the church are supposed to be kingdom ambassadors are not. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. We should know that which heads uh, uh, the list is love. Love is the Greek for agape. And his spirit produced sacrificial mental attitude kind of love that flows from biblical thinking uh, betrayed by the control of the spirit. We also talked about the cru crucifixion, which is the foundation for transformed living. We said in Galatians 5.24, now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with passions and desires. We also said cultivation and exhortation to cultivate a walk 
by the Spirit. That's Galatians 5.25. If we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. We also said our challenge, which is exhortations against uh, non-loving one another actions. Woo, my goodness, that's major. Uh, Galatians 5.26, let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. We also said when actions like these exist in our lives, it is clear evidence that we are not walking by the Spirit, regardless of what we claim to know or believe. When we are acting like this, we are not serving by love and walking by the Spirit. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the review from last episode 14. And now, this is it, y'all. Episode 15. For those joining us for the very first time, listen, we have a tradition here. Oh, man, I got to stay away from traditions and rituals because we got that all in the church. Traditions and rituals that we don't even understand why we do it. That is not biblical at all. But I'm going to leave that alone. So we got to make sure you're tra seating trade tables in upright positions here. Anything that you feel, uh, any turbulence, uh, that is the only God shaking at the very root that does not need to belong on this Plain. If you were listening with somebody, which I hope you are, look at your neighbor and say, you ready? Look back and then say, I'm ready. Then let's go. You know what we about to talk about, y'all, when it comes to how to treat one another. Episode 15, the five types of believers. Good God almighty. Uh, don't get mad at me. Listen, don't get mad at me. Uh, it is. This is. It is what it is. If you fall in any one of the categories, I'm not park talking to anybody particular. Let me put my disclaimer out. You know, people. Who was you talking about? Well, listen. If you got convicted on the point, it may have been you. But I wasn't specifically thinking of you. But it is what it is. So don't get mad at me. As we go through these five types of believers. So. As we study the New Testament, and particularly uh, these uh, Dalpha areas as dealt with uh, in Romans 14 and also 1 Corinthians 8 and 9 and 10, 23 to 33, we find that Christians tend to fall into five different categories. Depending on how they understand and respond to their liberty, which is freedom, in Jesus. Woo! Okay, y'all, here we go. I told you, don't get mad at me. Listen, listen, don't get mad at me. First one of the kind of believer is the weaker brother or sister. Uh, this is an analysis of these passages revealed by four weaknesses which divine the weaker brother. Now we're about to give the, weak, the weaknesses of the weaker brother. So this is the first believer, which is the weaker brother or sister. Here we go. One, the weaker brother is weak in faith. Uh, you can find that in Romans 14, uh, 1 through 2, and also 22 through 23. Faith is used here means as a firm, intelligent conviction based on scripture that something is okay and not okay. The Greek text has, quote unquote, the faith, which may sometimes refer to the body of truth, which is to be taken in faith. But due to the context, remember, everything is about context, y'all. The article should be taken as a personal pronoun, his or her faith. Also, the second weakness of the weaker brother or sister of as far as a believer is weak in knowledge. You can find, uh oh, see, that hurt me right there to just say it, but it is the truth. There are so many people not operating in knowledge right now. And then the Bible is very clear and all thy getting get understanding. You can't even take that out of context if you want to. If you ask anybody, what is their understanding really about everything going on? They could not tell you. They would only be parrots or repeating exactly what Dr. Fauci, Dr. Oz, and Dr. Phil said. 
They could not tell you exactly their complete understanding of everything going on. On both sides, they could not do it because they're, they're not operating in knowledge. I'm just saying, when you talk about the weak in knowledge, this is the version of his lack of conviction or her conviction, a lack of biblical understanding of God's grace. His faith or her faith is either misformed or lacking in biblical content, which included in three issues. One, they do not realize uh, 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 what they're talking about. Uh, they uh, do things uh, basically out of reaction. And finally, uh, uh, whatever God said about it, they don't know where it says it in the word. I'm just saying weak in knowledge. Also, we said uh, the third thing as far as in the weaker brother or sister is weak in conscience. Ah, this means his or her conscience is based on human standards and norms and is overly sensitive, condemning uh, him uh, or her for things uh, scripture does not. Uh, you can find that in 1 Corinthians 8 through uh, 8 and 7, uh, 10 and 12. Also, the final thing, when you talk about the weaker brother or sister, uh, when you talk about the five different types of believers, is weak in will. Wow, that's going to hurt, the weak in will. He or she is weak in will because he or she can be influenced to do something contrary to his or her conscience. Uh-oh, uh-oh, or to act without becoming fully convinced by Scripture that something is either right or wrong. In this case, the weaker person acts on the example of the stronger believer. So somebody is influencing the weaker person because they lack in knowledge, because they lack in will, conscience, they, because they lack in understanding, because they just lack, they're the weaker one, the stronger one, whether they're right or wrong will influence the weaker one. Ah, man. Uh, listen, don't get, me, don't get upset at me, y'all. It says, wow, the weaker brother in, is any believer who, because of weakness of his or her faith, conscious knowledge and will, can be influenced to sin against his conscience by the example or lifestyle of, of a stronger brother. The weaker brother is not just a new or immature believer. He is not a, he or she is not a Christian who happens to differ with you or or me on some issues, but he or she is one who can be influenced to act contrary to their conscience or personal convictions. That is uh, in Romans 14, 23, 1 Corinthians 8, 9 through 12. So don't get mad at me. There's a lot of people right now going on in the world right now that are not operating on what they truly believe, what their convictions are, some of the things that they actually know, but because somebody influenced them to think like this, say like this, they, they'll do the exact opposite, what they know to be right. And that's the unfortunate. And then what happens is it filters into how they treat another human being, especially family, family members. Listen, I told y'all there was a, uh, you know, I, I did a Bible study uh, for a group uh, at a home and about a couple of weeks ago, and two people were very hurt uh, because and they were separate. They're not in the same household. They mama wouldn't even let them come home. Wouldn't let them come visit. Talking about we social distance here. Hearts growing cold. We were talking about Matthew 24. And we were just reading the scripture. And it came up talking about uh, Jesus said how hearts were grow cold uh, during these uh, last days. And what happens is hearts are growing cold. You know mama didn't care if you were barfing, sneezing, sniffling, scratching, coughing. She didn't care if you had the mumps, measles, chicken pox. It don't matter. Mama was going to take care of you. You can always come home. But both sets of mothers said, no, you can't come here. We social distance here. Heart, and one of them needed food and a place to stay. 
and she still wouldn't let them come home. I'm just telling you, y'all, it's affecting how we treat one another. You know, you know, daddy will just say, you know, boy, girl, listen, man up, or, you know, you'll be all right. It's okay. Mama coming in, you know, backing off from, mama came in with the castor oil, this oil, that oil. She didn't care. She didn't care about no mask, no whatever. She didn't care what was going on with you. Listen, drink this, uh, taste this. We're going to feed this cold, whatever it is. Mama was going to take care of it. She was the superhero in that way. Not no more. Mama's scared now. Oh, boy. And it's affecting how mama even treat her children. Come on. Mamas used to throw themselves in front of a car for their children. You know, she lifted a baby under the truck or something. Mama got some supernatural strength that happened. She would pick not today, not in the days of COVID. <laughs> you see how far we've fallen from just a, a generation ago? You know, with big mama and mama would do that. Now we got mamas telling children, no, 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 we social distance here. What the world is saying, what the news is saying is much bigger than the love I have for you. Dang, we ain't willing to, I ain't even going to say it. Next thing, the next believer, the stronger brother. Uh, this is now the second kind of believer. So we talked about the weaker brother. Now we're going to talk about the stronger brother. This is conversely the stronger brother of Romans 15 and 1, is the one who is strong in his or her conviction, uh, then in Romans uh, 14, 22, the knowledge of grace and what is truly uh, right or wrong uh, in the conscience and will. And also, so the stronger brother is the believer who is certain of the biblical convictions, understands his or her freedom in Jesus and exercise is his or her liberty without doubting and without being improperly influenced by differing of opinions or behavior. Listen, the strong believer, the strong believer, like I wouldn't say got it together, but the strong believer understands all like they're getting, get understanding. They're willing. They're actually willing to be fair. They're actually willing to look at all sides of it and really get a, a clear understanding, not just listening to Dr. Fauci, who's not even just who's not even a doctor or the CDC or, or just a government agency, but also look on the other side of what's going on or and then look at what if what I'm seeing right now, the only thing going on. How is this related to end times? You know, when I tell you, uh, when it says on every, uh, when you look at all these businesses right now, it says uh, no mask, no entry, or no service, or anything like that. Well, a strong believer would look at the fact, well, wait a minute, let me just remove the word mask for Mark. So really, does uh, it mean no Mark, no service? No, no goods. You can't buy and sell. Is that what's really going on? Is it really preparing me for those times that indoctrination? Is that what's going on right now? I'm just saying. Why don't you take a look at it? But people are so arguing. Oh, this is real. Nobody is questioning if it's real. Listen, what we're questioning is it's not as severe as some of the people are saying, which now the CDC and everybody is backing up on. Now, the people, even if they say it's not real or it's not as severe as that, now we got people still saying, well, I can't believe them now, but wait a minute, you believed them before, but now you don't want to believe them now? So uh, fear has been now governing their life. They're not afraid anymore. They have the spirit of fear. And that's where you're seeing who are strong believers, who are weaker believers. Don't get mad at me. I'm just saying, take a look at it of how you're responding. See, there's a difference between how you react to something and how you respond. No, you can, it's okay for you to be affected. Uh, 
by what's going on. A-F-F-E-C-T-E-D, affected. I hope I spelled that right, y'all, because I'm going pretty fast right now. But it's okay to be affected. But what's happening is, especially if you're not a strong believer, you're being infected as an affection. I-N-F-E-C-T-I-O-N, infection. So instead of being just affected by what's going on because you live in a world, you're not of it. But what's happening is you're being infected. I thank my girl Coco, Minister Coco, uh, for that. She did that. We had a leadership call, not a leadership call, a minister's call uh, with the ministers at church. And she brought that uh, clear word that it's okay to be affected by what's going on, but not infected. And that was huge. And right now, a lot of believers are being infected by why what's going on. And that is a shame right now. Next one, believer. The Pharisee believer, oh my goodness, there are so many of those right now, that pharisaical believer, you know, that legalistic person, well, the laws of the land, Jesus, yeah, and they still don't know their first Constitution Amendment right. They still don't know that, but they want to scream the law of the land. Well, these are my Pharisee believers right here, and don't get mad at me, the Pharisee believer is warnings of Scripture, regarding being judgmental of others, such as Matthew 7, 1 through 3, undoubtedly had in mind the Pharisees. The Pharisee mentality is a problem among all people, and God's people are not exempt because we still have old patterns that need to be dealt with, along with sinful nature that wars against the Spirit. That's Galatians 5, 16. Not understanding, don't get mad at me, not understanding God's righteousness in Christ. This type of believer works to gain God's righteousness or to be accepted with God. The tendency is for such believers to look down on those who do not or not do and believe as they do in regard to a debatable issue. Listen, y'all. We got so much of that right now, as soon as I see that pharisaical spirit and you want to make me wrong and I can't even get out what I believe or you'll just be like, well, you shouldn't think like that and just, just disregard me. Pharisee, Pharisee, wait a minute. What makes your point more right than mine? Pharisee, <laughs> listen, I've gotten that all day. That's why I don't talk to too many people uh, right now. If they even bring up the discussion, listen, if I already see that Pharisee uh, spirit coming, I'm like, listen, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm not going to debate uh, these issues because you don't want to talk fair and you don't want to talk in knowledge. You want to talk in, uh, and as soon as you say uh, Dr. Fauci or CDC or anything like that, you lost me. As soon as you start talking about Trump is the problem versus, uh, and Biden and Kamala Harris who don't even like black people is not a problem too. If you keep talking about these people are the issue and not the system is uh, one of the problems, uh, you, you don't have understanding. If you're talking about vote and don't understand that uh, the electoral college is the one that really selects who the president is, is your popular vote just tells them who you want them to vote for, then you don't operate in knowledge. I'm just saying, y'all, Pharisees. I got people trying to tell me, oh, we, it's just the lesser of two evils. What? What kind of thinking is that? What do you mean the lesser of two evils? They're evil, both of them. So you want me to pick the lesser of the two evils? Stop it. Stop it. Not going to do it. You got to understand 
where your where your vote counts or where your your uh, 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 your word or where your opinion or or where your voice I should say counts. You got to understand that. Then you got to understand the laws. What are you asking to be changed? How can they be changed? What is the process for it to be changed? I'm just saying, y'all, Pharisees. But forget all of that. We can't understand two things. These are simple. Love the Lord, the God, with all our heart, soul, and mind, and strength. And the second is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. We can't understand those two things and do those two things. And people want to talk about, yeah, we need to write our, our congressman, our senator, our house of representative, our mayor. We need to do this. Rock the vote, this vote, that vote, and don't know nothing about loving your neighbor. Are you serious right now? Or loving the Lord thy God. Can we just do those two? I guarantee if we do those two, the rest will take care of itself. Somebody's upset with me. I still love you. If you love me, you can reach me at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. <laughs> On my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also more with the Pharisee believer. Ooh, I'm in so much trouble right now. I'm hot. This was one of the problems for the church in Galatia, which is talk about Galatians 5, 1 through 15. Also, Romans uh, 16, 17 warns about those who cause dissensions. And a critical spirit is associated with such people. We got so much of that going in the church right now. Leadership teams at, at each other's throat in the church. The congregation is going, listen, I don't want to be a part of that. I've talked to some people like that. I'm just saying, there's a lot of that going on right now. The church just as a body, when you're talking about when churches really get started going back to actually uh, meeting again in the building, which you are the church, not the building. But when they start to gather in a place again, they're going to find out there's going to be so much fall off in every part of the body. Why? Because of the way it's been handled by the church. Oh my goodness, I'm in so much trouble. Also, uh, it warns about those who cause dissensions and a critical spirit is associated with such people. Those involved in the fan clubs mentioned in 1 Corinthians 3 and 3 were critical of others in an effort to promote their favorite teacher. In fact, Paul warns of this in 1 Corinthians 4 and 3. This believer is characterized by a number of things. Y'all don't get upset with me. I'm just, listen, I'm only a messenger. One, he lacks in biblical understanding of the believer's freedom in Jesus and his deliverance from the works of the law or from human works as a means of salvation and spirituality. So he or she is legalist or a legalist. Legalism is not simply the conviction certain things are wrong, nor the avoidance of certain things. Rather, it is an observance or an avoidance done in order to merit favor with God. That is such a true statement right there. Also, he or she has very strong convictions about his list of or her list of taboos, but his or her convictions are based primarily on his or her own background and prejudices rather than the teaching of the scripture. My goodness, don't get mad at me. I'm only the messenger. Also, for the Pharisee believer, he or she is often strong-willed. He or she is able to resist pressure from others to conform to his or her, to their standards, them, they, those. He or she tends not to be influenced by the example of others and often takes religious pride in his or her taboos. For to him or her, they are a sign of his or her super spirituality. You know my hyper-Christians out there, but don't 
get me started on that. Also, when you talk about that Pharisee believer, above all, he or she tends to be hypercritical and judgmental and, and seeks uh, to get others to conform to his opinions. Those who will not conform, he or she is usually not too hungry for the in-depth study of scripture. He or she tends to be superficial and an externalist. Oh, that's going to hurt, y'all. Listen, if, anybody, if that fit anybody that just was in this conversation, it is what it is, y'all. I mean, I love you. Uh, it's, just, it's just pointing out that if, if you're like that, you can still make a change. Listen, come let us reason together. Stop being so legalistic. And especially those that want to hide behind scripture and use it as uh, the law and then don't know uh, the power of the scripture won't even use the freedom or the liberty in the scripture or of the scripture because the word is alive and active. It's penetrating. It's a double-edged sword. So that double-edged sword means not only if I'm going to use it as a weapon, which the word is, if I'm going to use it, not only is it going to penetrate you and convict you, but it should penetrate me at the same time, a double-edged sword. So it's piercing both of us. Also, the, the next one is the stumbling block believer. Woo! This believer may have all the characteristics of the stronger brother or the stronger believer. Only he uses or she uses their liberty without regard to biblical guidelines for the use of liberty. The biblical principles which govern behavior in the questionable things. The majority of 1 Corinthians 8 uh, and Romans 14 and 15 are limited at this, type, at this type of believer or at keeping the stronger believer from misusing his or her beauty. This is a believer who is weak on love and concern for one another. Responsibilities laid out in the New Testament. Also, the last one, the servant believer. And uh, this is probably where we should all get to I'm just, I could be speculating now. This is the fifth one, the servant believer. This believer, here we go, Romans 15, 1, and all of Galatians 5, two has all the characteristics of the stronger believer, but he or she is not in bondage to his or her emancipation. That means they don't take their freedom for granted. He, he or she foregoes his or her liberty out of love for the sake of others. Whenever it might harm another believer, hurt his or her testimony with unbelievers, or in essence break any one of the cardinal principles necessary for exercising our liberty and for guiding us as to when we should or should not do certain things. The servant type believer is strong on love and follows the model of his or her savior. He or she pursues the things which make for peace and edification of one another. Rather than become a stumbling block, he or she seeks to be a stepping stone, not a stumbling block. Good God Almighty. Don't Get mad at me. Do you see the difference between all the believers? Why we should be a servant believer? Just because you have freedom. They don't use the freedom to hide behind and do whatever they want. They use their freedom to help their brother or sister. And right now, we don't have any of that right now. 
We got stay away from me. Wear your mask. If you're not wearing your mask, get away from me. I don't want to talk to you. you you're not, you don't, you don't, if you don't wear your mask, you don't love me. We got all that going on the com- from the commercials on down, from the, the news on down. And it's filtered in the church. The church is infected right now. How we treat one another is in a bad infection right now. And it hurts. The worst thing going on right now, you heard me say it earlier, is not COVID-19. Is not Black Lives Matter, which I would never follow Black Lives Matter. And I'm a black man because given where Black Lives Matter has, is originated from and what their true agenda is, don't get me started on that. But right now, This infection has spread so much that if we learn how to treat one another, we wouldn't have uh, black men being killed in the streets. Matter of fact, I would go a little further. We would not have black men or black women putting themselves in positions uh, like that to be uh, uh, hurt in different ways. Not saying they all did that. I'm just saying. Then also, when you talk about other cultures, how to treat one another, because this is all universal. We wouldn't have certain uh, white cops or bad cops uh, uh, targeting black citizens. I'm just saying. It all falls on how we treat one another. That's why we need to be servant believers. But, you know, somebody's going, what, Pastor Wade, you tripping. Somebody just right now was like, black lives matter. This life matter right now. Somebody just right now said that right now and is upset with me. But hey, listen, don't get upset with me. You can hide behind every all the challenges, everything that's going on right now. But it's still going to come back to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and strength. And the second is just like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And we can't even do those two things. Jesus took 10 commandments and said, listen, that's too much for y'all. Just two. Because everything, all the prophets and the law hang on these two. And right now we're failing at those two right now in this moment. And we want to hide behind follow laws of the government. What the governor said, Dr. Fauci said, CDC said, listen, I didn't heard people just they use one raggedy scripture and that's all they use because they they have no they can't use any other scriptures because one, they don't know them. Or if they do know them, they don't understand the context of them. And then that's their weapon. That's their, that's their, what they're going to hide behind. That's the, what they're going to use against you. And you're looking at them like, that's all you got? Well, you must didn't know this scripture. Who the son sets free is free indeed. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Did you, did you know that? I'm just asking. I'm for a friend, not for myself. I'm just asking for a friend. Okay, let's keep going. (laughs) I'm in trouble. It's okay. Also, let's talk about, when you talk about how to treat one another, uh, the guiding principles under grace for deciding right and wrong. Oh, that's major right now. Freedom in Jesus never means freedom to do as we please, but the power to do as we ought in accordance with the character of Jesus as his life is reproduced in the believer by a spirit-filled, word-filled life. Let's talk about the principle of love. Though convinced that I have liberty to do something, nevertheless, out of love for the weaker brother, I will limit my freedom when necessary to avoid being a stumbling block. You find that in Romans 14, 1 Corinthians 8, 1 through 13. If my, and listen, some people have been using that to, oh, I don't want to be a stumbling block to my brother, so I'm going to wear my mask. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. So 
they can be a stumbling block to you because it goes against your beliefs because you may not want to wear the mask, but just because they're afraid and they want you to wear the mask, you're going to wear it because you think that's a stumbling block for them. If that's a stumbling block for them coming to Christ or not, man, there ain't nothing you can do, brother. Sister, there ain't nothing you can do. You might as well go with your convictions because you're really, it's not a right or wrong thing. It's just, listen, it's okay for what you believe and it's okay without belief. Listen, as long as we're not doing any morally unethical or illegal thing against each other, listen, we run your household and do your thing. I'm going to do mine <laughs> and I'm going to love you in the process. Just because we don't see it the same way or uh, agree on it, don't mean we can't love each other. It should affect how we treat one another. But listen, there's a lot of that going on because right now, if you don't believe what I believe, not me, but what people are saying, if you don't believe what I believe, then therefore you this outcast and you need to stay over there because we believe this over here. Okay, praise the Lord. But that's kind of messed up. But I have a brother talking about, listen, I can't even get a hug right now. We homies, we can't, we can't even hang out. And he's hurt uh, by different aspects of that because people that he thought was his ace, coom, boom. Listen, he's going, what? This is what it's come down to? And I looked at him and said, bro, it is what it is right now. People have chosen size, man. And it's affecting how we treat one another. I'm just saying, I'm only a messenger. It's also, when you talk about the Prince of Love, if my actions may cause a believer to stumble by influencing him or her to follow my example, the question is, quote unquote, do I really have liberty to follow my own conviction regarding the doubtful thing? The answer is an emphatic no. Not if I'm walking by love. Listen to the warning of the following passage and passage and it quote Romans 14, 15 through 21 for if because and he's using food in this um, in this example. So just to keep it in context, but it still has the same uh, meaning. So it's talking about Romans 14, 15 through 21, because you know I'm about context now. Uh, for because of food, your brother is hurt. You are no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy uh, with your food him for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let what is for you a good thing be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy uh, in the Holy Spirit. For he who is in this way serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then, let us pursue things which make, make the peace and the building up of one another. Let us pursue the things that which make peace for building up one another. Do not tear down the work of God for the sake of food. Uh, or don't get me started. I'm not even going to say it. All things indeed are clean, but they are evil of, uh, for the man who eats and gives offense. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything by which your brother stumbles. See, this is where we got to come reason together. Because factions have been uh, uh, decided, because there's enmity, there's strife and stuff like that. Now, we have to come reason together. Listen, if you feel this way, tell me why. And let me tell you why I feel this way. And let's figure out a solution in peace and in love. And we can't even do that. Because what happens is one person makes the other person wrong and we're not moving. Both sides get dug in. And then therefore it is what it is. My solution is, listen, we can talk about it. And uh, if we can't come into an agreement, I don't want to be a stumbling block uh, to you. But I also have the choice. I don't have to come around either. Next point, principles of profitability and edification. Listen, don't get me started. Uh, Y'all, listen, if it sounds like I'm a little 
upset. I'm not upset. I'm not angry at all. It's just I am a little bit disappointed. I'm very uh, discouraged because of the way uh, we're treating one another, um, that we can't reason together in this moment. Uh, it's very hurtful. And then what probably hurts me even more is it's affecting my relationship uh, with the people I love in church. And so uh, as far as a family. Uh, and so though that's the thing that you're uh, hearing from me. Um, that's the thing that it is. I could take what the world is doing, but not what the church is doing and not what the church's response is. And then here's the thing. The church is not um, the building. The church is each and one of us. We are the church. We are the temple. And we're going to talk about that here uh, in a minute. So we're going to talk about the principles of profitability and edification. And we are almost done. While all things that are not uh, specifically forbidden by Scripture, particularly the New Testament, are lawful uh, to me as a believer, the question I must ask is, quote unquote, is it profitable to my spiritual life, to God's goals for me, to the health, uh, to my testimony, to the loss, and my life as an example to other believers? Uh, also, the apostle wrote, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not, are, wait a minute, uh, back that up. The apostle wrote, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. That's 1 Corinthians 6 through 12. Again, in, in 1 Corinthians 10 through 23, Paul wrote also, all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful, but not all things edify. See 1 Corinthians 10, uh, 23 through 32. And that is very true. All things are lawful, but not all things edify. And there's a lot of things right now that are not uh, building up the body of Christ, are not edifying at all. And what's happening is uh, people are using it as a license to be mean to each other, a license to uh, be divided and then want to hide in their pharisaical uh, attitude about it. Well, I just want to please the Lord. Well, you're not pleasing the Lord if you're not loving your neighbor as yourself. You're not pleasing the Lord whatsoever. That is, Jesus said that. So if you are uh, causing division or being a stumbling block, because it goes both ways, whether, uh, and I keep using that because that's the big thing right now, mask and no mask. That is the big thing right now. Listen, I go into so many debates and arguments. I've been called anti-masker, anti-vaxxer, anti-this, that, and other. Listen, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, is there something out there? Absolutely. But whatever's out there is not going to affect how I treat you. You can do whatever you need to do to preserve uh, yourself and protect yourself. I went to Cabo. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just my choice. I went to Cabo. I can do that. And the, the thing about it is, while you were sitting over here, quarantine, all that kind of stuff, because you could have went to Cabo too, but you decided to stay here. That gave me also a license like, well, if you're over here, then I might as well go over there and enjoy the jet skis and ATVs and all the good food. I'm just saying, but we all have a choice to do what we want to do because there's liberty in Christ. But listen, me going to Cabo is not a stumbling block for you. <laughs> and also, listen, I know it may not edify you, but it sure edified me and edified my household. But listen, how you run your household and how you do what you do is okay. But let's not uh, let, uh, let that affect how we treat one another. We're supposed, still supposed to have love uh, for one another. We're still supposed to celebrate uh, one another. But I'm just saying, I could I could be speculating, y'all. Listen, don't listen to just passed away. Listen, listen. You can study it on your own. Uh, everybody has their own horizontal relationship with God. But your horizontal relationship with God is going to affect your vertical relationship with others. I'm just saying. 
Also, the principle of enslavement, of who and what is in control. The answer to this question becomes a determining factor as to whether we really should or should not do the thing in question. Paul succinctly stated uh, it this way. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered or brought under control by by anything. That's 1 Corinthians 6, 12, the B clause. Believers are to walk under the control of the spirit. That's Ephesians 5, 18, Galatians 5, 6, 16. By means of the spirit, they are to have control over all aspects of their lives rather than be under the control of what we might call life dominating pattern. The body is a wonderful slave and God's instrument of service, but it is a poor master. The questions we must ask is this, will it enslave me? It is something that is known to be habit forming or addictive so that it could enslave me. This does not automatically exclude something and anything can become a habit that controls me. But this principle does pose a warning. Listen, y'all, I'm only a messenger. Also, the principle of the temple. Remember, I said the body is a temple. The body is the church, not a building. The New Testament teaches us that the body is the temple, uh, the very dwelling, the place of the Holy Spirit, not a building, and should be cared for accordingly. That's 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. The body is an instrument used by the Spirit of God, a vehicle of service by which we can glorify God. A weak body becomes a weak instrument. So we need to care for it to protect it. This means proper rest, diet, exercise, and elimination of those habits which are unhealthy and, harm, un, and harmful. Ladies and gentlemen, let me ask you this question. Since everybody want to talk about COVID, and you know, one of the things, you know, the story didn't change so many times. You know, one of the things they said uh, when COVID first started, it affected either those that were elderly or had uh, a weak immune systems or had pre-existing conditions. Uh, so... Here's uh, the thing when you talk about the principle of the temple. What if during all this COVID stuff right now we were to teach people, because you never hear this right now. What if we were to teach people uh, the means of proper rest, diet, and exercise, and the elimination of those habits which are unhealthy and harmful? What if we were to teach people to have proper rest, diet, and exercise in these times? to become uh, not only stronger spiritually, but also build up your immune system and your body as an instrument. And one thing they also don't tell you about COVID is if you're a certain blood type, you are uh, highly resistant to any virus, especially like COVID. They don't tell you that either. That's 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 under the that that is that is the Barry story. That is a last page news. They don't tell you that. I believe uh, last time I heard it was either O positive or O negative. One of those you have to look that up for yourself. But they don't even tell you that. So it, not saying that you. Uh, uh, are totally immune to any virus, but when it comes to quote unquote COVID, those that test uh, that are O positive, stuff like that, listen, look it up for yourself. You are uh, supposed to be highly more resistant. I'm O, hap I happen to be O. But when I found that out, I was like, oh, that's interesting, but nobody really tells you about that. But we don't also teach people about proper health and rest and diet and building up their immune system. Do What kind of uh, uh, vitamins do you take a day? Like I drink superfood. Like a green, I have green um, greens every day. I have different kinds of superfood that's in a powder every day, always working on my immune system and body. So when it comes to any virus out there, that's why I never catch a cold. That's why I don't get the flu or anything like that, because you build up your healthy immune system. If you do that, it don't matter what's out there, you'll be fine. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> I 
I can be wrong, but I am just saying. Also, while sitting in a restaurant eating breakfast, I was once asked by another, uh, and this is uh, an example that was given uh, by a pastor who was willing to sit across uh, an aisle if I preached against sin. And knowing something about the church he pastored and being a bit suspicious about the question, I asked him to clarify his statement. He said, I'm talking about things like dancing, wearing makeup, smoking, drinking, and things like that. This man weighed at least 300 pounds was under six feet tall and was eating a breakfast big enough to feed a small army. Maybe it was a meanness coming out, but I replied, no, not really. If I'm going to preach against sin, I usually focus on the things like gluttony and life dominating sins. I hope he got the point. See, basically this was an example. Uh, there's a pastor, you know, he was slightly uh, not slightly, he was majorly uh, overweight. And what happened is uh, he's preaching about, you know, don't wear makeup and dancing and uh, about those different kinds of sins. And basically the other, the other guy was like, that's what you're preaching on, but you never wanted to uh, preach on about proper health and why that would relate to the Bible or rest or exercise like that. And you weigh 300 pounds and you're under six feet tall. But see, this is what we do in our society. The very thing that he wants to preach against, just because you don't wear makeup, stuff like that, smoke or drink or whatever, but you have a eating problem. You overeat. And what happened is displays in your temple. So the guy was convicting him and saying, look, listen, you may want to watch uh, what you're preaching because if you're talking about your lifestyle, your lifestyle is not uh, lining up with what you're preaching right now. And that's what's going on right now is people want to say a lot of stuff, but the way uh, they're expressing uh, how they feel is not lining up with the word at all. They say in a great scripture, but uh, they don't know the power of it or taking it out of context. And I'm just saying, and then when you talk about integrity, what they think, feel, or believe, or their walk is not all lining up together. And it is a shame. Also, the principle of exaltation here. We must ask a question, uh, will it glorify or exalt the Lord and his glory? In the context dealing with uh, doubtful issues, we are told to act on his principle. Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all of it to the glory of God. We got to do a lot of stuff to God's glory. Also, the principle of constraint of living an example in supreme self-sacrifice, 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 15 says, for the love of Christ controls us, compels, constrains, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And then he also died for all. They that who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. Uh, and then also the principle applies to all Christians or disciples of Christ, but it especially is vital for uh, Christian leaders such as pastors, teachers, elders, and deacons. One of the characteristics so necessary for a leader is that of self-sacrifice or giving up our rights for the benefit of others and for the glory of God. Why? Because their lives are so determinative and uh, influential on others. Christ, our supreme model, said, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give his life a ransom for many. That's Mark 10, 45. This means the need for sacrifice whenever and wherever 
or one forfeits the right of leadership. And ladies and gentlemen, to sum all of it up, let's talk about liberty. And we close with this, this series. We says, liberty, understand is liberty is constrained uh, by our love of Christ. If you do not love Christ, forget all the rest of the principles and do what you want. Also, liberty should not cause another person to stumble, be made weak or turn from Christ. This is a major point. It is only one that says that a person sins against Christ. Next thing, liberty should be edifying. Does your liberty build up the body of Christ? I'm just asking. Also, liberty should not be enslaving. Another, another question. Can someone be enslaved by their liberty? I'm just asking. Uh, five. Uh, liberty should glorify Jesus. Does your liberty bring glory to Jesus? Think about this moment. Everything that you're talking about, all the messages that you're sending out, is it glorifying Jesus? Does God get glory? I'm just asking for a friend. I'm just asking. Also, six, liberty should help you toward your goal uh, God has set. And number seven, liberty should be worthy of the gospel. Last question, does your liberty hinder the gospel of Christ or move it forward? I'm just asking for a friend. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you for joining. <laughs> this is the day with Pastor Wade, episode 15. I hope you enjoyed our time together, how you treat one another. I thank all of you for your love and support and responses. New episode and a new series will release. Uh, every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically takes 60 to 90 days, 66 to be exact. Remember, in all thy getting, get understanding and then practice implementing what you have learned. Applying how we treat one another is the only way we can turn it around for good. A special thanks, you know it, my man KC, Kevin Clayton, and I am Music Group for producing this show. He does an amazing job. Also, Erica Duff for the artwork. She's the best. And also the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncosped common gospel network sorry frank about your boston celtics go lakers alex teamer aka 18 for the baseline pastor warren campbell that's my pastor i love that dude and lena bird miles for this is the day intro get up mornings with erica campbell and a special shout out uh, to all the california worship center family in north hollywood remember to subscribe to this is the day on whatever podcast platform you use you can also follow me on facebook instagram or twitter at real pastor wade and wade is spelled w-a-i-d remember to post any subject titles you would like discussed on this is the day facebook page or feedback on your facebook stories or instagram stories on what you thought about the conversation always remember god believes in you and so do i till next time this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This is the Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 